keeping you up to date with the latest in Texas Tech sports. This is the Ask Level Podcast, brought to you by Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into episode nine of the Ask Level Podcast. I'm Choice Woodman, along with the man, the myth, the legend, Chris Level, the uh, Red Raiders making us a little bit happy this week, a lot happy, because uh, we get to go through something that doesn't really happen in Big 12 play, at least not often, a somewhat stress-free Saturday as the Red Raiders take down West Virginia 48-10. to 10. Level, how you feeling after that one? No, that's uh, you're right. That's a unicorn, man. I mean, to beat somebody that bad uh, and do it that handily and them not be named Kansas – Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that that's uh, it's been a while. And for whatever reason, man, there's certain teams you just simply cannot beat. I don't care where the games are, who's playing quarterback, who's coaching you. And right now it just feels like West Virginia just can't figure out a way to, to beat you. And uh, mm-hmm. it doesn't hurt. My, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, I, I really I think that uh, the, the game versus West Virginia was one of those swing games, man, because if you talk about it from the standpoint of. If you you're th- both teams are three and three, and if you head into the Baylor game and you're three and four and one and three in the league, that just to me sounds so much different and and feels different and the optics and and just the mood of of the fan base compared to four and three and two and two in the league. Uh, so yeah. you know with that home game coming up and uh, against Baylor, so. But I just wasn't expecting like this kind of dominant uh, performance because I mean I watched uh, I watched Neil uh, Brown after the West Virginia game and hit him talk to to his West Virginia media and he was in some ways speechless and disappointed and basically you know just like as frustrated as I think it, to quote him as anytime he's ever been a coach at any level uh, ever. Um, that's their worst loss. That's West Virginia's worst loss since to an unranked opponent since 1965. Really? Yeah. No, th- this There's is a stat for you. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah, that's right. And so th- this is just that, but he, he really pointed at the offense. He just felt like yeah. he's like, we were bad. I have nothing positive to say on offense. Nobody. And, and I thought Tech's defense deserves a ton of credit there. Sure I thought your corner, your corners wore their receivers out. Mm-hmm. No, I, I thought, you know, Neil Brown and that West Virginia offense, a huge part of it is, is the screen game, and they never were able to get that going. Muddy Waters in particular just lived uh, on reading those screens and, and blowing them up immediately. And I, I think that was a huge part of it is, is that you had them behind the chains most of the day. When you looked at their third down opportunities, it's it's third and seven or longer most of the time, and and that's where you you force them into bad decisions, able to get turnovers off of that. This mm-hmm. may have been the I don't know you you got to consider opponent and all that, but may have been your best defensive day of the of the year so far. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I think it's one of your best defensive days because this this is a West Virginia offense it was averaging thirty nine points a game. Yeah. I mean they they were running the ball handily. Um, you know, and when we talked about that on the broadcast choice, when we, we, we heard from Neil Brown from earlier in the week, I mean, they, yeah. they had really run the ball all season long right. against everybody except for Texas in Austin. 
but now they will also add uh, they have not run the ball well, uh, you know, when they played Texas Tech in Lubbock either because 73 yards, I think. And yeah. uh, they, they just, yeah, you, you, just non-factor. And I thought that there was a few runs that I thought when they're trying to get back in the game, I'm like, okay, here, here we go. But it just, it didn't, it didn't ever materialize. And, you know, it, this just goes to show you, and this is why Joey had the, the take three shirts made and why so much emphasis is put on this. And this isn't necessarily why you won this game per se, but it is why you or how you won in a blowout. But that the, the turnovers, man, it's just when you when you when you don't give it to somebody and you able to to get 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 some you're on your own, boy, it just it just changes the the dynamic. And again, it's cliche ish. I get it. It's Captain Obvious. Everybody understands it. That's why the 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 percentages are overwhelming in your favor when you're you're a plus three in a game but yeah your, your, your turnover margin now goes from let's see you had 13 giveaways coming into the game i think you're minus you had, seven coming in right yeah well yeah you were you were you were you had six takeaways oh, and 13 okay. giveaways so that it was a minus seven now you're a minus three <laughs> it's a big okay. difference in one game it is a big game <clears throat> and the more that that thing gets closer to zero or heaven forbid you get on the plus side, look out. Yeah. Uh, so it, uh, but you know, that, that, that was the defensive side choice, but I just thought that uh, offensively that was, you, you just kept your foot on the gas and you used the fourth down conversions earlier in the game sure. to essentially not have to mess with that later in the game. Mm-hmm. You go, I mean, it's, it's six or seven for fourth down, you know, and on fourth down in the first half and then you don't even end up having to go for it at all in the second half because you had just kind of built the lead, held them at arm's length, and, you know, you yeah. weren't you weren't in a position where you needed to. You were, yeah, and that all factors into the analytics, too, if you're up by so many points and you don't need to go for oh, it yeah. on fourth down. So it's 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 all a system, and, it, and it's worked very well in favor of the Red Raiders so far this year. But, yeah, the offense, I mean, we, we can talk about both sides of the ball. And, Lovell, you mentioned this. I think it was off the broadcast, but uh, – when. When's what game can you point to in recent history that was more complete than this one when you're facing a real opponent, a Big 12 caliber opponent? Yeah, because you were, I mean, so we don't get it twisted here. You 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 were favored here, but not I don't even think you were favored by a touchdown. I think, I think you were favored six. by like yeah, five yeah. and a half or six, six points is what it hovered around. Mm-hmm. I had seen six and a half or seven, but I do think it, it had come down as far yeah. as the point spread goes. So and I mean, you know, what West Virginia, I mean, they just beat Baylor in a, in a big, in a big game, national televised game. And they were coming off of, uh, they, they, you know, hung with Pitt, but yeah, it's, it's been a long time because there, there's really, <clears throat> there's just not much that you can look at in any way and say, well, but this wasn't good. Well, okay. But, but we should have been better there. No, it, it's, it, this one I'm saying, it's kind of a unicorn. Yeah. Uh, and, and I, it's tricky because for coaches now, because they almost go, okay, you know, what, what, what do we, what do we harp on them about? And they'll find some stuff. I mean, there'll be, sure. there'll be some, there'll be some things that they, they didn't do particularly well that we just, but I, I just was very impressed because I thought your defense was on point that offensively you ran the ball extremely well, which had been a problem sure. uh, to this point in the season. I mean, you run it for what? 240. Two, yeah. 239 in the game. Yeah. I mean, 240 and, 
and it didn't matter who. I mean, it was yeah. Roderick. It, it, that's the fastest I've, I've I've thought Taj Brooks has looked. I mean, he loaded through some holes. Yeah, yeah, and then Bryson Donnell was like, he's still yeah. carrying Mountaineers somewhere. <laughs> uh, that that was just, uh, I mean, and that was all him. So I just, I don't know. I, I just, it, it, it was that that you we went to the stadium before that game. You're just kind of like, well, it's a bit, a bit nervous here. This is if it does, if it doesn't go well, well, this may be a tough, you know, end of the season. But if it does go well, okay. Now, now you get a sold-out crowd staring you in the face and a and an opponent that there's some storylines there with with Coach McGuire and uh, having coached at Baylor and knowing their personnel extremely sure, well and some sure. of the, some other coaches on his staff that were there as well. So yep. um, it just sets up for – that's what this stuff is supposed to be, man. It's supposed to be fun. But uh, here we go, man. Sign me up. You know, I think one of the interesting things is – we, we get nervous as Texas Tech fans and all college football fans to an extent. We get nervous going into a game like we saw on Saturday against West Virginia. Um, but there's uh, – it's still very young in the Joey McGuire era, but you haven't really had any sort of letdown game or big disappointment game. Your three game, three losses have come on the road to ranked opponents. Um, they've taken care of business in these games that you're supposed to win. And you haven't had a lot of them because you've faced a lot of tough competition. But – Man, I, I don't think they could have delivered any more than they did on Saturday against West Virginia. Yeah, I, I know that it, it's not, you know, proper to mention his name anymore, but I, I really don't care. I mean, he's, I thought he were, did a really good job here, but that's when I knew that Chris Beard had tech basketball turnaround is when they, yeah, they, they initially in his tenure as the head coach, they were competitive every time. There was never the, the let True. up. And I thought, okay, I mean, it didn't matter if it was non-conference or conference or whatever. They just didn't really ever show you signs of like a no-show. And I think, you know, to Joey's credit, I think that they have not had any of that. As well. and, and heaven forbid, what if they just continue to get better as the season goes along? Okay. And <laughs> and um, because, because we haven't seen that around here in a long, long time where a team is just kind of steadily. Sure. I mean, we're used to watching – the Kansas States of the world and some programs like that just kind of steadily get better as the season right. goes on. Iowa State has done this, and you're like, "Woo, glad I'm not having to play those guys right now." Yeah, you know? but yeah. heaven forbid you're you're one of those teams. It'd be kind of fun. And I do want to talk about the quarterback situation too, because choice. I mean, I, I think late in the week they weren't even sure who was going to start. Barron couldn't move very well at all. He's got an issue, I think, with both ankles ish. Yeah. And he couldn't move around very well at all. And they were almost to the point where they were just going to say, man, if, if he can't protect himself, if he can't, yeah, he can't do some of the things that we need him to do, we may have to turn to Donovan. Not that they would have felt bad about turning Donovan. They were just like, I think they Baron had earned the right to kind of play. And they wanted to give him that, that chance, but also not going to put him out there if he's compromised. And I, I don't mind saying it. And I'm sure people will, if, if they kind of hinted at, at any sort of, negativity last week from anybody when you kind of have a vague idea of what these situations are. I, I, I was shocked watching, seeing how well he moved around. I even talked to people on the sideline going, wasn't expecting to see this. And they'd been around him all week. I mean, yeah. and he, and so it's kind of gamerish. It's kind of adrenaline ish, but it, if you wouldn't have known anything, you, you wouldn't have. No, he, you, there's yeah. no hitch in the giddy up at all. I mean, you, yeah. you, if if you were far away from the situation, just kind of watching the game as a casual observer, you would think, "Hey, this kid looks good. I mean, he he looks fresh. He looks like he's ready to go." 
but and yeah you you would have no idea that that there if if stuff hadn't uh come out that his his ankle still bother him or whatever yeah and here's and then, here, well yeah. here's what i wonder here's what i wonder i just wonder how much of like that was knowing hey man if if i don't if i don't play and play well mm-hmm. I'm, I'm losing i'm losing this thing yeah. I'm, I'm like my job or the or the, the opportunity to play i've got not one but two guys staring down the barrel that are exactly. ready to replace me and so that's going to be really interesting as at some point here pretty quick and maybe it's next weekend when the bears are in town when all three options are going to be available and you will see all three on the field at the same time. I'm telling you right now, that's what you will see. Maybe even early in the game. Okay, so <laughs> be be prepared for that. Joe, Joey's talked about this uh, yeah. in in public settings. He's talked about it, mentioned it to the media after the West Virginia game. I mean, when they're healthy, guess what? Not, and I don't know who comes off the field because if those three guys are out there, you got five offensive linemen. Yeah, you just have you just have three other guys. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know who, but they they've. So my point is, though, is I wonder if Barron just was like, man, I'm going to gut this out. And, and but, you know, may, maybe it wasn't as hurt as we, we would have thought. I don't know. But then he, you, you find out he's sick. Right. And, <laughs> and to give him an IV and all that. And so but anyway, yeah. Yeah, it's, crazy. it's crazy story. Uh, fortunately, there was no story to yesterday's game, just as smooth as it could have gone. And, and one more person I want to highlight level that has quietly taken the lead as your leading receiver this year. I, I say quietly, he had a big game yesterday, but he has been about as steady as you've had at the receiver position, especially with the absence of Miles Price. But Xavier White has uh, has been really good for you. 409 yards on the season. Yesterday uh, ended up with 139 yards. Of course, that long touchdown catch. White has – we were kind of talking before the season – Who's going to step up and be that next receiver after Price? And unfortunately, it's been in some of Price's absence, but White has kind of been that guy. I've been very steady. He's just really good at footballing, man. I mean, this is yeah. a former running back. This is a, you know, he's a returner. He's a, he's got a Swiss Army knife uh, component to him and that he just can do a little bit of, of everything. But he, him and Nehemiah Martinez, like sure. those two guys, they, they just, they're kind of the same local products they work extremely hard they're very versatile and and xavier's a little bit older than nehemiah or a little bit older and, and been in the program a few a few more years but uh it's just fun to kind of watch those guys kind of i don't know realize their dreams and start to be consistent because their yeah. team desperately needs them i mean their team absolutely needs them and and you're right xavier's just kind of started to be this this step because the he he's he's fast but he's not like blazing fast yeah but he's just got a good knack and like the the one he takes to the house against west virginia when he just kind of makes a kind of a cut and he just Uh has the right angle he just understands leverage and and angles and all those things he just got some good instincts to him but uh i mean i yeah big big fan of, of him and that's what you need man that's what you need is you you just are begging for consistency on, on, on offense from some of these skill guys, because like, you know, Trey Cleveland had had some big days. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't really have as, as much. And uh, you know, the tight ends have been kind of hit and miss the running backs have been kind of, okay, which one is it? Are we going to have either right. one? And so there's something to be said about just consistency, man. Cause that's the hardest thing to achieve in sports. Absolutely. So let's turn the page, look towards the Baylor bears. You mentioned it, a little bit ago, but this is obviously the a very interesting matchup because this is the previous location for Joey McGuire. 
how does that play in, if at all? I mean, obviously, he's very familiar with personnel. Is that where it's most – he's like where it plays in the most? He just knows the personnel the best? Or does he have an advantage with scheme there? Do they have any sort of advantages of knowing him? Like what, what all goes into that? Yeah, I, I, I think the, the – I don't know how much of an advantage it is, but Joey will know a lot of their personnel and just personalities and what these some certain – but, it you know, what, what do you do with that? Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that's the thing. What, what, what exactly do you do? Because you have to that? translate that to your team in a week. Right. And I, and I will tell you, this is much different than like, okay, we'll go back to that same reference. This is much different than like Chris Beard, Mark Adams type stuff. Yeah. Joey left and, and, and everybody in Waco has nothing but good things to say about Joey McGuire. I mean, right. that one of their radio guys reaches out to me all the time is like, Hey man, tell, tell coach McGuire, we said, hello, we miss yeah. him. I mean, it, it was nothing but positive vibes and, and all that. And I think it was just an opportunity for a, a new opportunity and, and a better opportunity for, yeah. for Joey and his family. Yeah. So there's no animosity. I mean, obviously your, your strength, your head strength coach is going to know, Mm-hmm. Uh, the personalities there. You, you, you've got some other pieces that were on the, the those sidelines or in that program as well that that, uh, that that came with Coach McGuire, Coach Blanchard, you know, who does a lot of the recruiting. Right. But I, you know, and everybody's going to say the right things this week, you know, leading up to this game. Everybody's going to take the high road. There, there's no animosity there, so that's why it's different. It doesn't hurt though to know the personnel. It doesn't hurt to know most of it. You won't know every right. piece. Um, you, you you may know tendencies, but I'm, I'm going to tell you. Coach Aranda, he 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 reads that golden analytics book too, wherever sure. wherever he has it, because they go for it uh, as many times on fourth down as the Red Raiders do, and mm-hmm. so you know that that thing's supposed to start at six thirty next Saturday night, but uh, <laughs> it, it it we, we may be there till ten thirty or eleven o'clock because <laughs> yeah. I mean that they, they, I mean. He went for it on, a, I think, a fourth and one on his own 15-yard line at home yeah. versus Oklahoma State a few weeks ago. Did or did Coach Aranda? I mean, they wow. don't, you know, there there was a there was a fourth down they went for, fourth and short on their own in the field, and I think that ended up being a 65-yard touchdown pass too against Oklahoma State. But yeah, and they were behind trying to catch mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. and being aggressive. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you you better pack a lunch if you're on defense because you're gonna have to stop these teams uh, or pack a dinner. Uh, I, I should say, based on the kick time, if you're going to try to stop these teams, because they're going to go for it on fourth downs a lot, both offenses will. And you should be healthiest on offense that you've been really since the season started. Yeah, which would be yeah. fantastic. Yeah, well, uh, it's just needed. I mean, it, yeah. and it allows you to, to run 100-something plays and, like, be better at it. But, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I just – I'm ready to see Miles Price back. Miles Price hasn't played with Baron Morton, man. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah, to think I mean, about. I mean, but, think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so that's an underutilized phrase, by the way. Pack a lunch. Eat. That needs to to come back in a strong way. I love that one. It's like the uh, it's like the line in uh, what what was that uh, the Mel Gibson movie when he's like, "Where are you going? I'm going to pack a fight." <laughs> Don't uh, you remember? And he's all yeah, got the makeup uh, on and everything. Yeah. Uh oh, it's uh, Braveheart. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's riding around on that horse. Where yeah. are you going? Where are you going? Going to pack a, pack fight. a fight. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right. fantastic. Hopefully yeah. the Red Raiders do that this weekend. So, <laughs> yes, the Bears, the Bears of Baylor. Uh, this is a team that's it's kind of hard to figure out. Preseason pick to win the league. I don't remember if it was by coaches or media, but uh, pick to win the league prior to the season. They've all obviously 
had somewhat of an underwhelming based off of those preseason uh, expectations. Their season's been a little underwhelming. Still a lot of talent there, but kind of hard to figure out after giving up the 40 points to West Virginia uh, against Kansas on Saturday, jump out to a huge lead and then let it dwindle away, end up stretching out to win at 35-23. So what are the expectations from that, that team for you? Well, I, I think uh, I think some of the expectations for Baylor were just unrealistic based yeah. on how much talent they lost because right. they were loaded last year. Go look at the NFL draft uh, mm-hmm. from last year. And I think you, you make the quarterback change. Gary Bohannon uh, exits in the spring and Blake Shapin kind of steps in. And, and the Red Raiders saw this quarterback, obviously, and – uh, in Waco last year, and he he was somebody that played really good in that game, I think, and and then in the Big Twelve Championship game as well. Uh, but they they just I I think where the strengths are with Baylor are supposed to be, and that's where the that's where the rub is, is they're they're really good up front on both sides, but I don't know if it's been as good as what everybody thought. Sure, because of West Virginia running for two hundred something yards on them and going right at that uh, Baylor defensive line. And, and so I, I, I just, I think Baylor is good. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not as good as everybody thought. And I think the un- expectations were just unrealistic on just because it, it, it really is a credit to what they were last year. They were so good last year and they won a bunch of one score games. Uh, I mean, the Texas tech one prime example, I mean, they, they, they were fortunate enough to hold on there and sure. the Red Raiders, uh, sure. you know, missed that field goal to try to tie it at the end of the game. But uh, yeah, I, I just think, uh, but this is, this is a game you can win if you're Texas tech. I mean, they, they just have a lot of good big people. Um, you know, they missed Tyquan Thornton. I think it went wide out. You know, he was a difference maker. Now he's playing, I believe for the Patriots. Uh, you know, so I, I just, you know, they, they missed, they had the, you know, unbelievable running back situation with their wide out. And then, you know, they just didn't really turn it over and they won a bunch of one score games. They lost a bunch of guys in the secondary and on defense. So, but this is just going to be a solid football team. You'll need to play really, really well. And guess what? Uh, <clears throat> if you just don't turn the ball over and you can create some takeaways, you might like the result, but again, easier said than done. Yeah, a lot easier said than done. It's just this goes to show the league again. I mean, showing what Baylor has done this year, but just looking around the league, seeing what what happened in the K State TCU game again uh, on Saturday night. It it's just crazy to see the parity in this league. You've done this a lot longer than me. Have you ever seen a year that's been quite like this? No, it's never been as deep. Uh, I, I think everybody around the country is starting to understand. And, and like, I would just say this, you mentioned the TCU-Kansas State game. Why can the Kansas State kicker decide not to make field goals? And, and, and every time that the Red Raiders are on the field, they don't ever miss a field goal. They don't ever screw up anything. I also think it's fascinating, too, talking about one of the other games, Oklahoma State and Texas game. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you ever seen a team never commit a penalty in a game? I don't think I've ever seen that, but maybe we're getting some overcompensation finally from the officials for the way it's always been the other direction. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, these guys are leaving the league. We're finally getting the memo here. I don't yeah, know. Four, no, that 14, is what fourteen penalties to none. I, I, I that's think that's amazing. Uh, that, that's that, and there, there's just no way that's reality either. I mean, I'm no. sorry, the, no, the game, it's not. But the I'm, game doesn't work like that. There's just I, no way that one team. It drives me crazy when Kansas State. 
It's like they, they oh, just they live get the off benefit this of the doubt. Yeah, oh, they gosh. live off this reputation like that. We wouldn't, Coach Snyder would never. And it felt like the, it felt like it went against the Red Raiders for the longest time too. You had a reputation in the other direction because Mike it, Leach and Sonny Dykes and people yeah. like that were really mean to the officials all the time. <laughs> yeah, you had like, that other reputation, and you didn't get the benefit on those calls. Like, so. like cussing them. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm. This is a PG podcast here, Woodman. So I don't want <laughs> to. Yeah, PG. but no, it, it's just it's funny. Uh, but that's, that's why the result between Texas Tech and West Virginia is such a unique setup mm-hmm. because I guarantee you there was people around the league that saw that score and went, "Whoa!" Because those kinds uh, yeah. of results haven't really happened. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. T- t- you know, Oklahoma's been blown out a few times. You know, Texas obviously blew them out. I think TCU blew them out. Um, but but there's a lot of teams that are same as, and and the Vegas agrees and all mm-hmm. that. And that's why, you know, you get a lopsided result. And people were still trying to figure out who Texas Tech is. Yep. You know, they, do they belong in the top half, the bottom half? You know, what, 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 who are they? Are they a fraud? Are they a contender? Are they a, a bowl team? Are they – year one in a rebuild i mean who you, you you have no idea what you are but i guarantee i know what people are saying now and it's that's the the better parts of those two categories and not the not the latter yeah what what would you answer if someone asked you to, to answer that question what is texas tech in 2022 are texas they tech is a texas tech is a bowl team that i think can make some noise in this league texas tech is a team that is going to help decide who the league champion is. I don't know if you're going to be the team that is good enough and consistent enough because here's what I need to see next. Yeah. Until you can go win a game on the road, you're mm-hmm. not going to go, you're not going to be a conference championship game contender. You're just sure. not. Sure. And right now you haven't, you haven't done that yet, but what you have done is you've won four games at home and you have three left at home. Mm-hmm. And if you do that and do that alone, you're going to at the very least go seven and five. Okay. I mean, so because yeah. you've got seven home games, and if you if you're telling me right now that you could beat Baylor and Kansas and Oklahoma, and that that was that that was it, I I I'd, I'd take it. I, I would mean, I'd take yeah. it in year one, considering all the injuries and the quarterback shenanigans that have gone on around here with not being able to keep a guy healthy. But that that's where. You know, and, and and TCU went up to Kansas in, in front of game day and they won a tough game. You know, they, they, they're going to have to go to West Virginia this week. I mean, Oklahoma State, you know, they went to Baylor and won a game. And that's what puts them in a position to uh, to, to play a, a tough, you know, in Kansas State. They went to Fort Worth and couldn't get it done. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel sorry for them that they couldn't make a kick or they couldn't keep a quarterback healthy. Welcome to the party, Chris Kleiman. Welcome to the party, man. It's uh, you, you got a double fist at this party, man, because the, the, the injured quarterback, you know, party is not, not as much fun, is it? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not fun. And not every team is three quarterbacks deep. Like no, they, well, they, they, Kansas State sure is not. No, nope, I thought we, it was we definitely discovered that. Yeah, it was it was comical to me that they were talking about how oh, he's the best backup quarterback. Talking about Will Will Howard, yeah. he runs a run, you know, scores some touchdowns initially, and I'm like, this guy couldn't hold. He, he's nowhere <laughs> near what you've got in Lubbock, Texas. And they throw the the third guy in. He throws a pick on his first attempt. Right. I'm like, Oof. yeah, that quarterback room. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Not not quite. Speaking yeah. of quarterback room, let's dive into a few questions that we've got from the audience. Uh, first one is. From John, what does Barron's play mean for Donovan Smith? Well, it, 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 it to this point, it means that Donovan Smith will continue to be on the sideline. I mean, that's yeah. what it means. But it also means that, 
I mean, here, here, I don't know if they're asking that more of a future I, I, question. Well, yeah, but... and I and I'll just I'll answer that because I think this is what people I think that they want. Although there's going to be an, uh, a consequence that comes with it. So you, as long as everybody understands that, right? The reality is this: if Baron Morton continues to play quarterback here at Texas Tech and play well. And he may do that. He may finish it out, and you're going to feel great about him going forward and all that. If he continues to play and play well, you're going to have multiple quarterbacks enter the portal, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, yep. like Donovan and Tyler Shuck will likely leave. Okay? And then, guess what? You will have to go back into the portal to try to find somebody to add into your depth chart because you'll have Baron Morton and then your freshman Jake Strong. But that's right. the – that's the reality of it. So, sure, um, sure. you know, anyway, there you go. Now, I, and it's the world of college football and college athletics in general, but yeah. I think everybody takes a, a great QB one. If that's, that's your option. Uh, Derek asked the question, was this performance more of tech taking the next step forward? West Virginia, not being able to travel well, or just because you play well off of a bye week. And oh, he, I think there, he there, did say probably, specific more towards the offensive line improving too. Yeah, there was more of a combination of everything right there. I think Neil was very disappointed in his team. I don't know yeah. if you're like a world beater all of a sudden now, or if you've like, but you are getting better. You blew up on somebody. You you, you kind of, you know, in your last two games, you've only turned it over one time. I think that's uh, some progress. I think you're figuring out, you know, I don't think Zach Kitley is necessarily a big proponent of being tempo all the time and all these things, but this is what this quarterback is good at and what he prefers. And so you've kind of majored in that. So you found something that you've, that, that this quarterback feels good at, with and can ex- execute and, and all those things. And so you've got a recipe now on what it's supposed to look like and mm-hmm. um, yeah, all, all, all the above, but the bye week certainly helped. I mean, the, the, the you know, that thing, nestled in right in the middle of the season like that man sign me up for more of those those are fun uh this is a question going towards recruiting will joey mcguire land a five-star recruit in the 24 recruiting class in the 24 rec- yeah i wouldn't bet against it i mean i think if you were asking right now there's only depends on what service you look at i mean i work, sure. we work with rivals.com and uh-huh. red Raider sports.com and and i think there's only I don't know, more often than not, any given year, 20 to 25 total. I mean, they, 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 yeah. they try to keep that very – Rivals like, is tighter on that than the other. Well, yeah, th- yeah, those are supposed to be like bonafide, going to be a first-round draft pick like, gotcha. it, it, when you skip ahead. And so uh, – but, I, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't rule that out. You know, I don't know if – I don't have anybody specific in mind, but I would not rule that out. Okay. But guess what? If you want to fatten up on a bunch of four-star guys, <laughs> I think you're okay I'll, with that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take I'll take all that stuff. I uh, agree with that. When you're used to getting one, maybe in a class a year, and you, you're landing quite a few nowadays, it's it's a different world for sure. Uh, Red Raider eight hundred six asked this one level. Morton seems to have solidified himself as the starter for the rest of the season. Yay or nay? Or should Tyler get the job back now that he's a hundred percent? I guess that's assuming so, he's hundred percent. So, so you're, you're asking if, if yeah, they, he's asking if it, it, in your opinion, does Morton take this? Is this his job to lose? Oh, it's his, I mean, you're not, you'd be crazy to take him off the field right now. Like, right. Yeah, you, yeah, man, that's just the, you know, what, what did, what did Tony Romo say that one time? This is not a meritocracy. I think it was the, <laughs> the phrase that he yes. used. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it, Baron or Donovan, whoever was going to kind of ultimately decide this, 
Um, I think uh, I, I think Barron absolutely continue. Now, what happens when there's a little adversity or the, 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 there's a little lull in the offense? Now you've got some buttons to push, and that's just going to be the reality of it too. So, sure. it, you know, not only do I think Barron should, should be able to, to continue to play and start these games, it's also going to be interesting if there's just one of these games where he just doesn't really have it. I mean, yeah. Clemson did this, you know, this past weekend. They pulled their starting quarterback, who is their team leader and captain mm-hmm. and all that stuff, because he just didn't wasn't playing well. And, um, you know, and and I think uh, I, I remember Mike Leach doing that years and years ago with Cliff Kingsbury and inserted B.J. Simmons in. Sure. So, you know, just to kind of – but, you know, that that's – it's going to be fascinating to watch the quarterback stuff play out uh, in the last five games. Yes. And best case scenario, you don't really have anything to, to worry about when it comes to who's behind him, that, that he just plays so well, you don't, you don't ever really worry about it, but the the reality of it is the leash has to be shorter than a normal situation. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, well, dep- depending on what you're playing for and, and all that. True, and I, true. I don't know. I don't know all those dynamics with, um, yeah, that that's it, it's going to be it's just going to be interesting because we've never been in this situation before. But we have seen Joey McGuire or heard him publicly talk about Tyler quite a bit in the return of mm-hmm. Tyler Shuck for the Baylor game. So if you're a gambling man, do we see Tyler Shuck take a snap at quarterback, even if things are going well for Barron on Saturday against Baylor? I, I would bet yes. Yeah, but I, I don't know what that's supposed to look like, and I also don't know what where these guys are on some of these plays when they're maybe on all, on the field at the same time. You know, I don't I don't know who's the one taking the snap. You know, like I don't know I don't know when they're when they're maybe playing playing at the same time on in some of these packages that they've worked on. I don't know who's actually under center, but I would say if you if you give me that option plus the traditional just taking the snap, I would say that yeah, he's probably. Yeah, odds are that he will see some action versus Baylor, yeah. yeah. All right, last question for you, Matt. This one says, Level, can you rank the top three skill position players for Texas Tech so far this season based off their performances? Oh, man. Um, boy, that's that's uh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I would say, you know, because of because of yesterday in the West Virginia game, I'd probably say your two running backs and then Xavier White, you know, would be my top three. I mean, Miles Price has is, is been an incomplete. Trey Cleveland hasn't sure. scored a touchdown yet. Yeah. Jerron Bradley's kind of been a – and Mason Tharp. They've had some bright bright moments, but I thought, you know, the, the ability to get to the end zone for Sir Roderick and Taj and – and I'm, I'm excluding quarterbacks too, because right, don't forget right. that Donovan, uh, Donovan Smith leads you in touchdown passes. He's got some rushing touchdowns to go with mm-hmm. it. I think, uh, so, uh, but yeah, I, w- I would give you those three names, I guess, uh, over anybody else, but that yeah. that's a great question because there's maybe some, there's not really a wrong answer. You could probably make some arguments for some other guys, but you know what? That's also like, not necessarily, it's a good thing, but also kind of a bad thing too. Right. You, I'd love you to have a set of triplets kind of thing, you know, like where it's like, okay, <laughs> sure. this is my dude. That's my dude. And this is my dude. Look at right. cover them, you know, and you don't really have that. Yeah. But you mentioned Tharp there. Um, Tharp had, had a nice game against West Virginia. Probably one of the better ones we've seen oh, yeah. kind of tied in yeah. this year for sure. It so. just, it just, it just flashes at times with these it tight does. ends. There, there's some things there and then they're, 
you, you just don't. And, and we, we factor in really mainly the receiving part of it. And, and right. All, because I think they've done a good job blocking and sure. And, sure. and doing it, doing it right too, because you're kind of waiting to see what Baylor cup can, can do as well. Yep. All right. Level man. It was, it was fun on Saturday. Enjoyed it with you today. Hopefully we get to uh, have another podcast like this next week. There you go, man. Hey, sign me up. I, I'll, uh, I, I'll do one every week if it's like this, man. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. For sure. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Keep hope alive, man. For Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3. Y'all have a great rest of your week. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast powered by Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.